Hello and welcome to our planning session. Today uh, we're going to be talking about how to be rich and famous in 2020. Okay, uh, this is like a more practical work webinar. Um, today's probably the last day that you guys are going to be sober in 2019. So I thought it's appropriate to do this. Um, so while I wait for more people, hey Melrose, how's it going? How's it going? So you want to take out any planning things you have? Hey, hey. Um, I have this planner. Uh, this planner has actually been going since late October. It's freaking amazing. Uh, highly recommend. But if you don't have a planner, just get like, I don't know, a notebook or like a piece of paper or something because it is going to be like a working webinar, okay? Um, but yeah, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how to be rich and famous in 2020, 2020, guys. So I like kind of separated into like three different parts, right? One is rich. Hopefully you want to be rich because if you don't want to be rich, uh, get off this uh, webcast because it's not going to do anything for you. And if you want to be famous, okay, and why do you want to be famous? You don't, you probably don't want to be like Kim Kardashian famous, um, although it would definitely help uh, your career for sure, no doubt. But maybe you want to be famous in your field as a coach, or like you want to be famous in um, the field that you're trying to break into because literally. There's no drawbacks to it if you're like an unknown right now because you need more influence, you need more people to help you, anything that you can get. Is that Natasha? Thanks. And then let's talk about in 2020 because, guys, uh, sorry to be like such a killjoy, but you don't know uh, if tomorrow's guaranteed. Like a lot of people live like tomorrow's guaranteed. It's actually not. Like you could be hit by a bus tomorrow, you could be diagnosed with like a deadly disease. Um, seriously, like, cause we gotta make sure this is working. All right. Hello. Yes. Hello, my dear. Donald Trump Jr. Famous is always a good start. Yeah. So, okay. You brought up Donald Trump. Let's talk about Donald Trump. Okay. Obviously the impeachment is hilarious. Um, if you haven't figured out whose side I'm on now, um, think about it a little bit more. Uh, but basically you think about how Everything that has been thrown at him that's supposed to derail like a normal person has not, right? So uh, he posted a meme that said, like, stop calling me orange, hashtag impeach. Because he, he clearly does not care, right? It's like all the haters just make him more famous. So if you can develop that sort of resiliency in life, I think that's something to be proud of. Like... Um, no matter what you think his politics in, is is about, like, we can't deny that he's a freaking winner, right? Like, everything that has been thrown at him has been turned to his advan advantage. Okay, but why did I talk about 2020? Because we can't see 30 years in the future. You don't know what's going on. Like, you can have an idea, but, like, you can't plan for it. But even though you can't plan for 30 years out, well, you could if you're, like, an estate planner, but that's besides the point. Uh, maybe you can plan out three years, but the best thing is to plan it out before you're drunk today or tomorrow or the next day, right? So I don't drink personally. I don't do alcohol, do any drugs because my life is so busy. I can't screw it up with any substances. Um, but I want you to take this last 
really working day of the year to think about your future, you know, think about what is 2020 going to bring. And um, we're going to make this fun, obviously, uh, but also educational. So we're going to, you know, break it down to how to be rich, how to be famous and how to accomplish it in 2020. Okay. Like as crazy as I am with like a lot of dreams and stuff, like I do a lot of implementation, right? So, okay. Uh, anybody have any questions in the beginning or should just go dive right in? Are you guys even at work? What is happening? What is happening? Some people might watch the replay. Probably most people are going to watch a replay. Um, doesn't matter for me, but I know people are on vacation, whatever, but it's like, that's when you kill it, people. That's when you kill it, when people are sleeping, when people are having fun, when people are playing. Like, you know how Will Smith is? Like, Will Smith is like, he's, he basically said he's just like every other person, but he, he said he's going to die on the treadmill. Like, if you're trying to compete with him, that's resiliency, okay? I'm at home until my spring semester college and working on my coding. Awesome, awesome, right? Because it's like, I think I'm not a normal person. I cannot relate with normal people, uh, but I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of people just like go into the new year without any plans and just say, all right, I'll see how this year takes me. Um, we'll just take it one day at a time. And then like day after day, their life is the same and they wonder like what went wrong. And it's like, hello, you didn't plan for your life and like you don't care about it. So why would you expect anything to be different if you're just doing the same thing all the time? But anyways, hey Alex, welcome. If you like this, please hit the share button so that other people can see this as well because I feel like um, people need to see this. People need to know that it's okay to want more. It's okay to want to be rich. It's okay to want to be famous and to want it to achieve it as efficiently as possible. Okay. So let's talk about, um, being rich. Okay. So I want to ask you guys, like, what do you think is rich to, for you? Because there's no right, right or wrong answer. Somebody who's living in like, um, let's say the Philippines, is going to have a different concept of rich than somebody who's like born and raised in California. That's just how it is, right? Plans with there barely happen. May my vision board send to you. Yeah, vision board is a great start. I feel like this is why people are crushing it. They have vision boards. They have goals. They have things they want to hit, right? And this is what I love about the internet because it's like you're not limited to your geography, you know? You're like, um, you know, talking to different people from all around the world whose essence is the same, right? Like people whose essence is like, I want to make this happen. I want to dream big and I know that I can do it, right? So like think about like what is your concept of rich? Some people may think a billion dollars is rich, right? Some people may think multimillionaire is rich. Some people might think million is rich. And some people may think like if I make $10,000 a month, that's rich to me, right? So it has to be personally meaningful to you because if it's just a stupid, like if you hate billionaires, I don't know why you would hate billionaires because without billionaires, we wouldn't have a computer. We wouldn't have Microsoft. We wouldn't even be able to shop on Amazon. Holy shit, our world would go to pieces. Like a lot of people are jealous of people who are at the top of their games, who are the elite, who are able to do the work that a thousand people couldn't do. But this is what happens when you're successful people. When you're successful, people hate you. Um, it's not that actually the more successful you are, the more people hate you because they envy you. Um, they uh, You look at the presidents, right? It's like 
you have to get half a country to hate you in order to even be considered elected, right? So it's just like, obviously, Donald Trump got to become the president because he got probably more than half the country. But the thing is, you have to remember, like, people who hate are very vocal, you know, vocal about it. But the people who agree, they're going to be silent. Like, they're going to agree with you. They're going to watch your stuff. They're going to silently support you. Maybe they'll send you a message. But they're the ones who buy from you ultimately, right? Because there's people who have never liked my posts. I've never seen them from anywhere. And they totally buy my stuff. They freaking love me, right? So you have to remember, like, just because somebody likes stuff on the post doesn't mean that they will buy from you and vice versa too, right? Just because nobody's responding doesn't mean that they're not watching your every move, right? I know this very well. Um, the Every time the more successful I've gotten, the more hate I've gotten. And it's a good uh, measuring stick, right? Because you wouldn't hate somebody who has accomplished nothing in their life. Like, you'll feel disgust for them, like pity for them, but like, you would never feel like, oh my god, I hate this person, I wish you'd go away, you get so triggered, like, you just, you just can't deal with it, like, for me, it's like, I used to really hate Trump, and that's part of the reason why I started, like, a periscope, because I was like, I had an ex- uh, Mexican fiance at the time, I was like, oh my god, how can you say Mexicans are rapists, how could you, and it's like, because he hit something that resonated with me, right? So it's easier, and I'm going to teach hate marketing to you guys. It's easier to convert hate into love than to convert indifference into love. Does that make sense? And tell me what your occupations are so like I can make this relevant to you. Even though this is a live stream, I want to make sure it's like you get something out of it. Oh, shit, people are commenting. I'm on my business, but everyone's sleeping right now. Nice. Hi, Alex. My rich is billionaire rich, multiple homes rich, no debt rich, leaving millions behind for my children. I love it. That's awesome. Time, freedom, and enough money to do whatever you want, like travel, live in a safe neighborhood, drive a good car, and all that. Perfect. You're well, pretty much on your way, I feel like, Natasha, from what I've seen when I met you. Rather live comfortably than be rich and famous, okay? Somebody said, why? Nathan, what's up? Natasha, no debt is good. Hey, Steve, what's up? Yeah, so invite people, share with people, watch with your friends if you have nothing to do or if you think this is awesome, which I think this is awesome. But it's like, it, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to be comfortable, it's great. But you need to know what the number is, right? So, for instance, if I have no idea what is rich to me, I'm never going to be able to reach that goal because how can you reach something? That you don't know. Does that make sense? Like, like it's uh, it, there's like as you go in life, you realize there's so many things that you don't know, rather than things that you do. And the point is to like let go of the stuff that you have no control over, and then just oh, thanks for the hearts, guys. Um, and focus on what you can control, right? So like, I want you guys to all name a number right now in your head. And for me, it's like two hundred thousand a year right now. That's rich to me right? So for somebody else, maybe that's like chump change. And for somebody else, it might be like totally impossible, right? Because I've reached um, like half, half that in the, in the past, I don't think it's like a crazy goal. Does that make sense? So it's like, you want to name a goal that like makes, like makes you feel like, yes, I'm like finally rich. I'm making it maybe not the ultimate wealth that you would like to achieve, but it is something that um, you feel like it's doable, right? So, like, let me know what your goal is if you feel comfortable sharing it. Students do have a part-time job at a call center. A lot of my connections are in the making. Perfect. I love it. So, you're, like, combining um, money and fame, right? So, you're making this happen. That's If you, anytime 
you can be strategic and make two things happen rather than one thing, it's always good. Because with my podcast, it's like a win-win, right? Like I get the recognition that, and then they promote it to their audience and then they get the recognition because I promote it to my audience, right? So it's like this world is becoming increasingly collaborative. So it's like you need to, you know, know other people to work with other people and cannot make it solo there's no way you can make it solo but the good thing about the internet is like you're not limited to a geography like you're literally you can connect with anybody it just depends on your hustle it depends on your grind it depends on like how big your vision is right so i'm gonna drop mine so maybe like 200k a year right so oh shit people are okay good health is also something yeah exactly health wealth relationships always incredibly important link to your podcast okay podcast i need to scroll down guys i totally forgot there's like a scroll down thing okay so should i pin this comment okay today happens to be conservative humor so whatever likes my podcast do whatever i want but i want you guys to really think about like where do your beliefs come from like your beliefs come from your parents and you never question them or like your beliefs come from like your own experience and uh you exploring different things right because it's funny how like people just can assume and, and stand-up comedy is like a premise right it's like uh what is like assumed to be true like uh maybe like the sky is blue that's the premise right so because of I because of the way that I look like people make assumptions about my political beliefs and that's totally fine right but are you going with it because that's what most of the people who look like you believe it or did you actually explore it right because my beliefs political beliefs come from reading his books and looking at his actions and looking at um like his uh, speeches in full not just the edited version. Okay, so current number that we would be comfortable with making now, that doesn't have to be our ultimate number. Yeah, so just, it doesn't, just name a number. Like, just name any number, that's almost better than anything else. Hey, Paulina. Hey, Jill. Um, so we're just doing exercise. We're going to be rich and famous. But you have to figure out, like, what that number is. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, $50,000 or, like, 30000 So long as you have something, right? Because the worst thing is like, if you don't set any goals and you don't even know if you win or you or you're lost, that's the worst thing. Because at least if you lost, you can tweak it, right? So it's better to like be moving and then change it because it's like an airplane, right? Like airplanes take so much time and energy to take off, but once they're level, they can just coast, right? So it's better that you have a number and like make mistakes than to not have anything at all. Okay, 100,000, perfect. That's just me with no kids. Yeah, for sure. I can make up to 40K per month with my business that I have right now. Perfect. That would be almost 500K a year. That's within my reach if I want to go for it. That's what I consider. Yeah, that's amazing, Natasha. I love that. Um, yeah, I love this. All right, everybody's participating in the exercise. I love it, right? So, Honestly, this is one of just the pretty much a most important exercise. Like if you have a goal, it almost doesn't matter how you reach it because you don't really, because if you knew how to reach it, if you're hardworking or conscious at all, you would have reached it, right? But something is in your mind. And some things I feel like just you have to leave it to God. There's like some things that you just cannot control. So raising my family's beliefs on searching on my own, when can I blame myself for things they don't know? Almost Republican, almost Catholic. Yeah. So it's like, you want to figure out, Hey, 
it's like a software, right? Like you download like Windows XP or whatever software you guys use now, or like Lion or, you know, Yosemite OS. And that software runs the whole computer, right? So you want to think about, hey, is my software helping me succeed in life? Or is my software helping me fail in life? Because we're not perfect, right? And I'm not asking you guys to be perfect at all. I'm the most flawed individual, really. Like I'm basically fueled by anger and vitriol, but I still get stuff done, right? So you, so you want to think about like, hey, are the things that I believe now helping me? Because I used to be atheist and I realized like I really lived like a meaningless life and I felt super alone and directionless and I converted to Christianity. Like I still went to Catholic school when I was younger, so I knew the background, right? But now it's like I have a mission on earth because I feel like God put me on here um, for the purpose of helping women become the best version of themselves. And now it's like funny millionaires. Like how can you deliver your message in a funny way that also makes money that entertains people? It makes them rich, right? So that's my destiny. That's my mission on earth, right? Because it's like, how shallow is it to just live for yourself? I mean, you should live for yourself, but it's like, you look back at your life and you're like, fuck, what did I do? Just eat, sleep, poop, and clean, and that's it? Like, what is my legacy, right? And I feel like that comes with age. You want to figure out, like, what is a legacy you want to leave and to continue that because you need to believe in something, even if it's atheism. It's fine if you believe in atheism, but you have to believe in something else, right? Like you believe that it's possible for you to be rich. Uh, hey, Logan, what's up? You believe that it's possible for you to be uh, famous. You believe that it's possible for you to reach all these goals within 2020, right? So like you want to think about like what do you actually believe in? and is it helping you? Because I don't think you're supposed to be on this earth to suffer and toil and just die. And like, after you pay, like that's lame. You should figure out what your purpose is. And I really feel like I almost don't believe in depression because I feel like depression is more a symptom. I feel like the root cause is a lack of faith and a lack of community, but we can, we can go into that whole bit later, but like, think about, okay, this is the goal you want to reach for 2020, right? And you guys all named a number that you want to reach it, right? So, and then look at what you're making now, okay? Take a look at what you're making now and then have that number to yourself. I don't want you guys, guys to share right now because it's, it doesn't help. Um, so know that number and then think about like, what is the distance? How can you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to be? And how can you close it? And most of the time you can solve it with a side business. So why do I mean by that? Because if you work in a job, unless you negotiate a salary with your uh, boss, then you're not going to be able to bump that up, right? And I highly recommend getting salary raises. So, okay, if you're happy with my life now, work part-time all year. 30 times travel, trying to plan out next year, get organized with my goals. Awesome, Natasha. Literally zero. Yeah, that's good. So if you know, then you know, right? So it's like you're still a student, so that's normal anyways. So you want to think about how can I go from zero? And it's actually good to go from zero because it's like all you can do is up, right? There's no down, literally, right? There's always up. So you want to think about like, hey, how can I reach that 100000 a year goal, right? So Melrose, because your example is pretty easy, like, let's just look at 100,000, right? So if we divide 100,000 into a month, that's like 8,300 or so, right? So every month you have to make $8,000, right? 
So now you have a monthly goal. And this is great because now you know how much to charge to reach your goal, right? So you can totally just charge 8,000. Let's say you charge 9,000 for a client. Boom, your month is done, right? And if you want to have like nine clients you charge at 1,000, you also reach that goal, right? Do you see how now it just, it, it's not even like, can I reach 100,000 a year? It's just like, how can I do it? Does that make sense? So it's just literally math, right? So no matter how far fetch you feel like it is, that is the truth, right? If you get 10 clients at 1,000, you would reach your 10,000 goal, right? And maybe you don't feel as confident. Maybe you want to get 20 clients at, at 500. I really recommend all of you guys to go as high as possible because if you're, well, maybe your first client, just like start to make some money because your first dollar that you make is the most important because you can scale to 100, 1,000, 10,000 a million after that, right? But first client, I think first time you do anything, allow yourself to fail because otherwise you're not going to do anything at all. So like think about, hey, what's the first um, first price that you feel comfortable with and then put it out there. So Melrose, let me know what you're thinking of doing. I don't really know what your background is. Let me know if you feel comfortable. If not, um, let, we can talk a little bit about like the steps to close a gap, right? Because literally if you want to, if you're a worker, you either switch companies to get a higher salary or you negotiate your salary. And if you are doing a side hustle, which I highly recommend because you're in control of it completely, right? So it's like, there's only really three ways to make more money. <clears throat> so like get your pens if you haven't already, but I feel like Natasha, you probably already know this, but who knows, who knows who's watching the replay. You guys ready? All right, there's, the first way is increase your prices. Okay. If you increase your prices, not only are you going to be more relaxed because you don't have to work so hard, you're also going to attract higher quality clients. I don't know what it is, but every time I have like higher paying clients, they complain less, they trust me more, uh, they do the work. I don't know what it is, but I highly recommend you bump your prices as high as possible because, um, because if you're trying to go for like Chinese people, like we kind of go for the lowest, I think we're changing now too, but it's like, if you race to the bottom, you race to the bottom in terms of the people that you meet as well. Like you go to like high end bars, service is great. Um, food is exceptional. Decor is on point. If you go to like a shitty bar, um, maybe the food is good, but it's like the service is, um, underwhelming. They don't really care about you because they're busy working on the other person. Unless it's a model that you really do like, I feel like, volume business, low prices, it really just, it's exhausting. It's an exhausting thing. Okay. So quit my job. It was an internship at a tech thing. They didn't care for my safety. Oh shit. Safety. They taught me a few coding skills, other things. I want to start building websites. They barely play. All right. So you build websites. It's perfect because websites, everybody needs it. Um, you must charge what you're worth. My school is low minimum wage, seven, seven dollars. Yeah. So fuck that. Um, you're going to charge, uh, not that you're going to charge way higher than that. Right. And, um, in, um, in terms of how much you charge, that's up to you to decide. Right. And that's something that I teach my clients as well. Um, but so one thing is increase your prices. Yeah. Cause if you're making one a minimum wage, you need to go way higher. And number two is 
increase your number of clients, right? Because the more revenue sources you have, the better. Like they say, like millionaires, they have seven income sources. So you want to think about, okay, what are my seven, right? Is it my job? Is it my business? Is it affiliate programs? Is it um, coaching? Is it a rental property? Is it like, um, what else is there? Uh, investments or like, just you want to think about this stuff because like, guys, um, you don't have forever, okay? You have, you have a limited amount of time on this earth. If you decide to have children and start a family and do all this stuff, you're going to need to like think about this ahead of time because life comes at you fast, right? And it's like, you think about like, oh, what did I do with my life? You know, am I doing the best that I can with this one life that I have? You got to plan out this stuff, okay? For LF, ask them what I charge my church if they ask me what was I? Google bundle prices literally get paid in their sleep. Hmm. But, but really, I will say this. Literally, you can charge anything you want. Does that make sense? Because if you want to charge a million dollars for a website, you can charge. I'm, and I'm sure there's people who pay, get paid a million dollars. There's somebody who's a Harvard graduate. He gets paid a million dollars a year just for Chinese kids to like follow him around to absorb his thinking. It's not crazy. It's fucking crazy, right? But there's a market out there for that. So it's like you want to think about how can I increase my prices? How can I increase the amount of people that I serve? And also how can I increase their frequency in buying from me, right? So like instead of putting out one program a year, Maybe you put out three programs a year and maybe you automate that stuff in a funnel so you have one just automatically running while you're free to do whatever, right? So I think this is the third one is pretty self-explanatory. You know, make them buy more often from you, have more different different products at different price levels. Uh, maybe you can upsell them from something that is like teaching to like doing it for them or like doing a group program where it's like you work with a bunch of people at once so you are not like tied to just one person like you do it once but like a hundred thousand people see it and with the internet it is possible okay so I'll take a take a take a short water break anybody have any questions so far I shouldn't have done Instagram I should have just done YouTube well next time next time because I have a lot more Instagram followers because of like my latest video posts but we'll see what happens all right okay so let's talk next about uh, fame okay so you want to think about why do you want to be famous like do you want to be famous just to be famous just to tell people that you're famous or like you need to become famous in order to spread your message I don't think there's a right or wrong reason to want to be famous. Like, it's just, like, if you want to be, like, a good artist, there's no, like, it's there's nothing evil attached to that intent. It's just, that's just your intent, right? So you want to think about, hey, how can I be um, more influential, right? So you want to think about what is a purpose, right? So, for example, for me, I want to be famous so I can reach a greater audience. I want to be able to influence people to think in a prosperous way that is like entertaining, right? Because I just want to shoot myself when I see another generic LinkedIn message. I want to freaking kill somebody when I just see another coach who's just like a lot of glamour, but not a lot of substance, right? Like they don't teach you like the specifics of business. It's all like, oh, we're vacationing in Paris and look at how 
like hot I am and it's like there's nothing of substance to it right so you want to think about that and um you want to think about who are the people that you need to meet in order to make your dreams happen because so many times we get stuck in our own little circle we don't see beyond it right because there's so whole huge world out there and it's like who are you to just be closed off right because you're supposed to be meeting as many people as possible um who can help you and who you can help right because the thing is like you shouldn't um just follow celebrities i feel like there's no point in just following celebrities what about helping them right what about like becoming friends with them like I interviewed William Hung because I was friends with him before, right? So it's just like, why do you just want to admire from afar when you actually can be friends with them, when you can actually influence them? Because really, one person can change the course of destiny. You look at like Napoleon, you look like Alexander the Great, you look at Genghis Khan. Like, I don't care about being that level famous, but it's like in my field, I do care about being famous because if I'm not even famous, who's going to listen to my message? Who's going to put God's message that I learned from my experience to use, right? So you want to think about, hey, what do I want to actually be um, famous for? About who is actually famous in the field and get connected to them. And then thirdly, I want to talk about like a win-win situation because a lot of people think, oh, I'm just social climbing. You're just like going, well, yeah, because what are you supposed to do? Go down in the gutter? No, you're supposed to like aim high, aim for the stars, right? And even if you miss, I mean, they say what? You, if, if you aim for the moon, even if you miss, you land somewhere among the stars, right? So the same thing. It's like, why do you watch from afar when you can actually cultivate a relationship with these people that you admire? And I don't believe in like, oh, and you meet your heroes, you get disappointed. Those are just normal people too, right? But it's like, if you have just one life, why wouldn't you want to meet them? Why wouldn't you want to, you know, at least, you know, have a conversation with them, see if you can be friends with them? And that's kind of why I started the podcast, because I knew, like, if I just stayed where I am geographically, like, I love the people who are, um, who are my real friends, but it's, like, it's uh, limiting, right, in terms of geography. So it's, like, I would rather do interviews across the country, across, like, different places, so that I could be able to reach a whole, um, you know, vast region of people. And I've actually, my plan is to become the encyclopedia of professional humor, because a lot of people think, Oh, lawyers are um, boring or like engineers are boring or like all these like, you know, serious professions are really boring. But actually, it's not true. I know hilarious accountants. I know dentists who are funny. Hey, Young Beefs comedy. Welcome. Um, all right. So there are people watching on Instagram. But it's like, and then he left, of course. Um, but the replay, right? So it's like, what can I provide to the other person so that we both win, right? Because a lot of people have this, and you should have competition thinking, but it's just like, even if you're my competition, if you, if we help each other get to where we want to be, isn't that great when we can just like let our egos aside for a little bit, right? Does that make sense? So you, you want to think about like, hey, uh, Mrs. Leftowitz, how you doing? Um, so you want to think about like, if I um, help this person reach the next level and the other person can actually also help me reach the next level, isn't that a great thing? So you want to think about like, how can I position myself that I would be the ultimate choice in terms of uh, the field that I am in? Hey, Jasmine, welcome. So um, 
you want to think about like what are some of the things you can do right you look at your week right I want to ask you guys like how many people do you meet in a week let me get some water go look at my bag because it's freaking mess but I'm also and oh you guys can't see anything okay that doesn't matter um how many people do you guys meet in a week none okay so that's a good start right because i feel like melrose is great i love your um honesty because it's like you can go nowhere but up right so it's like it's great that you're already planning um the past decade to like the next decade and next year so you want to think about like hey because i really feel like people get divorced because they haven't met enough people and like they don't know what is like good for them versus bad for them and it's just like the more friends you make the more you'll realize like where you fit in and where you can make a real difference right so you want to think and also with dating right if you're consistently with people of the same gender if you're not hetero if you're heterosexual then guess what you got to do some more stuff like I work at a golf course specifically one of the reasons is because I wanted to meet men who were going to be able to invest in my life right so um, you don't have to just take the job for the money. You can do it for social connections. You can also volunteer at different organizations. You can also, like, I don't know, go to a different gym, like, take up a different hobby. Because the more strategic you are, the more you're going to win. Because guess what? I might not be the prettiest girl. I might not be the funniest girl. I might not be the hottest girl. But I'm going to be there at the golf course, right? And it's, like, supply and demand, right? If I'm there, and, guys, really, like, 80% is just, like, showing up. Right. If you're just even there when other people are not same thing with like your career. Right. If you're showing up when other people are not, guess what? You're going to get the competitive advantage. OK. How are you starting? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying anything is bad about it. I try to network every single week. I mean, some people adult, network how my daughter into ABC. All right. I love it. I applied to Ralph Lauren Tiffany Co. Didn't get it, but I met many upper middle class people working on my full. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's just like. Because the position doesn't even matter if you're in a prestigious place, right? Because now you have access. Now you can say hi to people. Now you can meet people, right? So I love this. This is amazing. This is very inspiring to me as well, right? So you want to think about what are the steps I'm taking to meet these people? Like maybe you have to move to L.A. Maybe you have to, like, you know, take a different route. Maybe you have to, like, you know, forego more sleep to just go to these open mics all the time. But you have to do whatever it takes because uh, nobody else is going to do it for you, obviously, right? So it's just like, like, I don't care what the outcome is. Like, people ask me, thank you for the love hearts, Natasha. Like, people ask me, like, are you, are you scared at open mics? I was like, why the fuck would I be scared? Like, I don't know if it's just me, like a weird genetic mutation that happened when I was, like, 23 or 24. I just stopped caring. I was just like... I'm going to go up. And then with open mic, I'm never really nervous because I'm just, like, talking, right? It's just, I'm just, I'm just going up. Even on stages where, like, a thousand people are there, I just don't care. Just go, right? But, like, a lot of people do feel nervous. And the way to over, because I used to be super shy. I'm still very introverted. I love my alone time. Um, but, hey, Mark. Hey, Sarah. What's up? How's it going? All right. Have some comedian friends. So, it's like, what am I doing to get to the next level, right? Because a lot of people were like, oh, this is not how it's done. This is not how you do things. But who cares? Like, by any means necessary, right? Like, if you want to meet people, if you want to meet Whitney Cummings, you should be going to the comedy store every day. And then people were like, oh, it's just dumb luck. 
that you got into the Kill Tony show. But to me, it's just like, well, you guys have been in this game for how long? You guys have been here for eight years? Like, you know that there's like at least 50 weeks of the year where it's not a holiday, right? And you know Kill Tony is on every Monday. So you have 50 times eight years. So that's 400 chances for you to get on Kill Tony. And 10 names are drawn each time. You're telling me that out of 4,000 chances uh, that you couldn't even get on once. So you have to separate what is luck versus what is hard work because I did get lucky. I will admit that. But if I didn't show up, if I didn't keep going there, if I didn't sign up, I wouldn't get it. Right. And I do think God does have a sense of humor because of all the crazy shit that I've gone through just since I started comedy. Okay. I went to Tiffany's to get my mom's birthday gift. My step family was talking about black people not being in these spaces, joking about whites in the store. Oh, Lord. Step inside and felt like I belong and leaving them behind. I'm not afraid of entering. Yeah, because it's like, who says because you're black, you can't go into a store? That's fucking stupid, right? And it's like, people tell me all the time, you don't look like a stand-up comedian. And I get what they're saying, okay? I understand what they're saying. People who look like me normally don't do comedy. But it's like, doesn't mean I can't be funnier than all of you guys combined. Right. So it's like, it's just funny to me how like people focus on things that like don't matter at all. Like you're, who gives a shit about your skin color? Can you do the fucking work? Right. There's this Chinese saying by our leader, Deng Xiaoping. He said like black hat or white cat doesn't matter as long as it can catch mice. Right. It's like, who gives a shit what you look like? Who cares? Okay. But I will say for women, um, level up your appearance. I will say that because we are judged based on our looks and I did get plastic surgery and I did notice this huge thing. Like before I used to get asked out by guys to like yogurt land, like what the fuck? And after surgery, like I was dating guys who are making like a million dollars a year. Right. So it definitely does, um, make a difference for women right now for men. If you are very attractive, unless you're a model, you're probably, it's actually a setback in life to be a handsome man. I feel like because they're so entitled, like, they have women just falling over to like, just to uh, get some dick or something. And it's just like, my experiences, with a very few exceptions with handsome men have been like, they just don't know, maybe it's just the age too. Like I, I think more older handsome men, like they get it. But that's another 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 story for another day. Why don't deserve to be in these places? Yeah, exactly. It's like, who says that? Like who says an Asian woman can't be in comp? What the fuck? Who made these stupid rules? Definitely. Okay. Um, but yeah, you guys, I just went on a rant, but it's just like, who says that you don't deserve to go to Tiffany's the way that you are right now? Right. Cause I used to have these limiting thoughts as well. Like sometimes I went, I think I went to like the Aria a few years ago. I was like, man, I don't feel like I belong here, but it does mean like you might need to dress up a little bit, which is an easy fix. Um, for me personally, eye surgery took about like a, I would say like a month to kind of do and now I feel like it's pretty much healed and it still might change but it's like I'm super happy with the results because I do see how differently just people in general treat me right and I learned how to do makeup um I paid a uh makeup artist to help me do that probably need to do some hair stuff but it's like overall like as a woman uh the ladies in here know what I'm talking about so it's just like you need to value yourself in terms of like being the top shelf material, right? Because you're not here to like be somebody's maid and cook and cleaner unless you chose a man who couldn't afford these things, right? Because we're not here to do that. I mean, you can do that if you want. I'm just saying, if you want a rich man, you totally deserve it. Don't let anybody tell you that you're ugly, you're stupid, 
or um, not good enough because they're not your target anyways, right? You want to target people who do appreciate you. You do want people who are here to really help you. You do want to like be close with people who value your time, who respect who you are, who want to be able to help you, right? Because other than that, that's like codependency, right? Why would you chase after somebody who doesn't want you? And like, I personally, myself, am still working on that just because of like remnants of like my family history and stuff. But I'm noticing like I'm getting better and better each time. Right. Okay. If I lost a lot of weight, which I'm working on, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So it's like part of it is like, okay, here's what I think. You can go anywhere you want. Obviously, right? Just go anywhere you want. But you're going to get a different result if you look better. Does that make sense? And that's not related to race at all because like every person can look better. Right. So it's just like, you know, makeup, hair. It's really skill if you think about it because there's a saying that says like there's no ugly women, there's only lazy women. Right. And it's like, just because of the way you are, there's going to be people who just don't like you just because of the way you look. These are not the people who you need to target, okay? You need to target people who, like, look at you and they're like, oh, my gosh, you're a goddess. You're amazing. I want to give you everything that I, that I can possible. Because, ladies, life is freaking difficult, okay? You're going to have kids. You're going to have to deal with a husband. You're going to have to deal with illness, parents, in-laws, all that stuff. The last thing you want to add into that is a guy who doesn't care about you. That's literally the worst decision you can make. And all these, like, rule books and stuff. Honestly, if you just, like, throw all these books away and just remember, like, only judge a man based on his actions, judge him based on whether or not he's there for you and contributing to your life, you wouldn't need half of these freaking books, right? And also, don't have sex until uh, you know this guy's going to be a good uh, husband and a father. All right, a lot of comments right here. And avoid, avoid toxic relatives. They don't want success. Yeah, exactly. I'm a rich and handsome man. Uh, exactly not my target. Those are called skirt chasers, Leland. Okay. Hey, Kahi, Kina. Hey, I don't deal with guys that don't worship the ground I walk on. Yeah, that's that's the most healthy way. Because I don't know what it is, but, like, American women have been brainwashed to, like, want to prove themselves. Like, yeah, girl, boss, I can do it. And it's like nobody questioned your ability to do it in the first place. You guys know what I mean? It's like, we knew you could do, and like, I feel like Asian women, like, I'm, I'm speaking about Asia because I'm Asian, and like, in China specifically because I have, and you might see parallels, you might see differences, but the point is, I was talking to my comedian sis, and she married super well. She's a saint, yeah, America's ghetto. <laughs> Fucking America's ghetto. Because in Asia, if you're not freaking rich, like, okay, I was having this conversation with my friend, she's a Democrat, she's a black Democrat, and she's really smart, and she's like, can you tell me why you support Trump? And like, we had a civil conversation, which I really appreciate it. And I was like, I just don't understand why Americans complain about themselves being poor, because you know, that's totally within your control if you're in America, right? Like in China, it's like complainers, like they get eliminated. Like there's no social security. Like if you can't work, you got to have a family support system. If you don't have family and you don't have a career, you're fucked. Okay. And they all know it's nobody else's fault but them. And I, ju I just don't understand this. Like, I guess America is even more socialist than China now. But, like, China is, like, a brutal country. Like, because you can't have kids out of wedlock in China because um, there's, like, this hukou. So it's, like, a, basically, like, a residency thing. You need everything to uh, register. So, like, if your kids don't have that, they can't even go to school. So you're going to ruin your kid's life? No. So that's why um, out of wedlock... Uh, uh, births are not that common in China and it's like a really survival of the fittest thing like if you don't get good grades it's your fault 
Like if you're not rich, that's your fault. Like it's a very responsible country in that sense. And it's like, everyone knows like, oh, if I, if I fuck up, it's me. It's not because of the government. And it's crazy for me to see Americans complaining about how like, oh, the minimum wage is low. And it's like, you don't have to take a minimum wage job. You know, there's an internet, right? You know, you can start a business. Like you can take two jobs. Like you can get a raise. Like why are you complaining so much? Why are you advertising your poverty? Sorry, I got fired up. Um, yeah, better you look, better you you get treated. But just go. The, you can go any place you want. I'm just, but yeah, you're totally right, Natasha. I absolutely agree. Aloha. Okay, thank you. Everyone complains about capitalism and the government holding them down, but they don't use capitalism to. Exactly. Okay. Holy shit. Last night, this person was like, he's a comic, and he's like, the billionaires will fuck you. But it's like, without the billionaires, you wouldn't even have a phone. Uh, you wouldn't even have computers. You wouldn't have Amazon, you wouldn't have Microsoft, you wouldn't have freaking uh, stock market. Like, our society would collapse because the elites are the ones who built the world, right? And I'm sorry that you're, there's more people who are mediocre, but it's like, why wouldn't you strive for the top? Because there's always going to be lazy and unambitious men who want you to lower your standards, but that's not going to do well for your future generations. Like, that's not going to help you, right? So, like, stop allowing them to waste your time because they're just going to waste your time. There's nothing good that comes from associating with them. Our America needs a system. Yeah, exactly. Which is funny because America is supposed to be way more individualistic, but because the country is so rich that they have certain social programs that people just do a handout, right? And actually in today's episode on conservative humor, we actually talk a lot about that. But that's another day. Holy shit. Thank my Republican bands I bashed in the beginning of the year of the Republican. Ble- yeah. Yeah, because it's like, I think a, a lot of people think Republicans are racist. And it's like, why do you think they're racist? Is it because they don't believe in social programs for minorities? But it's like, it's 2019. Like, you really think your skin color? I mean, okay. I will say that as an immigrant, I did have, uh, I didn't know English. So that was like a real barrier, right? But you overcome that. And it's like, there's certain social networks that people who are from a lower status don't get to access historically because they were oppressed due their, due, with their skin color. But I feel like now there's a lot of programs that level the playing field. Like um, uh, there's diversity quotas for women and minorities. So, so just take advantage of that. Like just um, use that shit. So I think that Republicans have – like, because if you're rich, it doesn't matter what color you are. And obviously – you don't need to be a certain color to be rich unless you have some limiting beliefs about yourself. Okay, do you listen? Yes, I freaking love Larry Elder. You're so right. Yeah, because it's like Larry Elder's dad, I think he he was a, he didn't have a dad either, but he just worked so hard and he was able to reach that level, right? And I, and I can relate as well. I was raised by a single mom and I feel like a lot of these uh, issues that he was saying, I can totally relate because it's not a race issue. It is a single um parent uh family issue and that comes down to the women sorry ladies but i really feel like it's a women here because if we stop having sex with the, <laughs> i know this this podcast is about how to be rich and famous because this is so interconnected guys okay because if you, we are the ones who uh control the pussy okay like in a non-violent society we're the ones who choose the men right so if we stop having sex with these do nothing men who want to be Peter Pan's all day, uh, like my freaking ex-husband, 
who uh, played Netflix, uh, watched Netflix and on Narcos on Netflix and played Dota on Steam all day. You think um, I would have a, like, but it was my fault. I chose him. Does that make sense? Okay. Should I, I'm yelling a lot. Pull a race car to have someone buy you a diamond bracelet and a home for repayment. <laughs> hey, Huan, what's up? Uh, but yeah, like, I, I think this is super important for you guys to hear because it's like, it's not a race problem. It's obviously a women not valuing themselves. There's a freaking tribe in Africa. Okay, I'm just completely, <laughs> but I did two thirds of what I want to do and I'm still going to do the next part, but I'm having fun. Okay, so there was a tribe in Africa that they were warring forever. And then finally the women decided to all stop having sex with their husbands. And then like the war ended within like a few hours. Holy shit, right? So ladies, like, like all these guys are running so much game. Like they run game. I love my husband. He let me do what I love to do. That's awesome. I love it. I love it when like women are in happy relationships because it's obvious, right? And it's like, you know, they're happy. They're telling the world. Um, they're radiant. They're glowing. And it's like, and it's not even the man's fault, right? Because the man is biologically wired to cheat. He's wired to have multiple partners because that's his survival system, right? And if he's a provider and he's providing for his kids, he's making the money to support multiple kids with different women, I have no issues with that, right? But the problem is that, you know, these men who don't care about their legacies, they don't really care about anything besides themselves and getting uh, the minimum amount. These are people having kids and holy shit. Like if you're a programmer and you, and you want to like find the shortest programs, shortcuts, I'm all for it, right? But it's like, I feel like it's a women's fault and that's why I'm so adamant about this because I don't think I can teach men because only men can teach men how to be men. And if they can't figure it out with like all these freaking YouTube videos and then like, Literally, I had a guest on who was raised without his father. His father was killed. Um, and he said, every man that I meet is my father because I can learn something from him. And he has, like, really amazing mentors. So for me, it's just, like, if somebody else can do it, there's really no excuse for anybody else. You know? All right. Whoa, what the hell was that war about? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it didn't matter. But it, it makes sense, guys, right? Because it's, like, it doesn't even matter if there's other women giving free sex to guys because it's, like, then what do they get in return, right? Okay, you give him the pee, and then he fucks you, and then he leaves, and he leaves without any consequence, and then, like, you're left to deal with all that stuff. Hey, Brian, what's up? So, okay, women aren't selective anymore. I've had sex once. I've been celibate since. I'll be damned if one guy messes up my life. Yes, exactly, because it's like, if you're a successful person, like, if you're married, you're actually not even having sex that much. Not to say that sex is not good, but it's just, like, you have so many other things that you're worrying about that it's not constantly on your mind. If you're constantly having sex, uh, you're either super young or, like, you don't have any other forms of entertainment. Why change your name, homegirl? Because uh, I think it's going to bring me... Because I... This is Leland. It's just, like, uh Funny Millionaires is, is my mission for next year, for sure. Okay, we are responsible for what we choose. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like I can never do casual sex. Uh, I've, I, it's just not my thing. And when I was married, like, I learned so much about how men and women really are. And I'm grateful that uh, God gave me this uh, lesson because he knew I could handle the divorce, I could handle my mom's death, and I could handle all these things, right? Hey, girl, what's up? Hey, so that's why you, G, you a G put that into the universe. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, 
the the things that should not even be controversial at all are now controversial because I put like you know smart women marry rich and it's like it's obvious right like because women have to do so much we have to be wives we have to be mothers we have to cook we have to clean we have to keep a home and then the guy just has to really make money if you think about it like I mean don't be an asshole that would be nice but I feel like assholes do better in life because they know when to be strong and when when not do that stuff. Hey, Susan, what's up? Melrose Kelly, would you get married again? Yeah, I would get married again. Only if he gives me uh, at least a three-carat uh, canary diamond yellow Asher setting ring or princess cut ring or and a house and a car because I'm not marrying a homeless, okay? I'm not marrying a homeless because I feel like the way that American society is now today, thanks, Susan, um, we are so... Women are so, like, just, we're told that we're literally worth nothing. And, like, all these, like, we're, like, offering our bodies because we don't know what else to give to the world. Because you can work, right, and then you can, like, do all these things. But it's, like, inside you don't really feel like you're enough. Does that make sense? I'm a healer. I'm a coach on Invest. It's great. Breaks my heart when I see pretty women married. Yeah, because they feel like, oh, time is running out. This is the best I can get. And these guys run all these freaking mind games because all these. And I'm I'm an advocate of, like, uh, the pickup artist things because I know that it helps men who are not social become more social. But it's, like, obviously women need to learn game too, right? And honestly, I feel like women need to be more strategic because men are wired to cheat Men are wired to um, uh, be the lo- get the lowest investment out of you, but it's your responsibility to reject that. You know. All right, let me uh, let me charge my phone. Thanks, Nina. Appreciate it. All right, I like that one woman who married a homeless guy. Oh, what mar- what woman married a homeless guy? Holy shit! Why did she do that? What was he at least hot? Shiana, hey, what's up? Hey, Nina. I gotta get the why. Why did she marry a homeless? Why did she do that to herself and her future generations? Because ladies, like being married is not the ultimate prize. Because I feel like anybody who wants a green card can get married to you. Obviously, like like that's what happened to me. So don't fucking do that. Do not marry uh for love, ladies. Men can marry for love, okay? Because they're supposed to protect and provide. Uh, they should be with a woman that they at least love, you know. So a few years ago, finally, holy shit, what have we come to? But it's like this this thing, right? It's like if you respect yourself, you would go to the man who loves you, right? You wouldn't even tolerate disrespectful behavior. You would just distance yourself from it because, like, you just be around better people. You just be around men who get it, right? And I feel like there's this generation of, like, Peter Pan dudes who, like, don't give a fuck besides themselves. And ladies, they should just be whoever they want. But if you don't involve yourselves in them, then it doesn't matter, right? Fuck it. Marry for love. I choose my men. Okay. That's cool. Okay. Okay, rant over. This is, like, a really... (laughs) But I feel passionate about this, guys. I really do feel passionate about it. Because you see everywhere, it's just, like, women are just so desperate for any sort of approval. And they're, like, chasing after these guys who don't even give a fuck about you. And for what? For what? Like, most of the time, like, I will say this for my podcast, okay? If I have a female guest, I know she's going to be there on time. 
I know she's going to be on point. I know she's going to be professional. But a lot of the guys, they fucking flake. They don't even fucking apologize. They waste my time and they're like, oh, uh, it was... So it's bad parenting. It's them not being disciplined. And fuck me for choosing them, right? It's a video, but okay, I'll watch it later. Choose not chase. Yeah, exactly. Don't even argue with guys. Don't even like, okay, but I will point out stuff because like I don't believe in talking behind people's backs. Like they better know what you did, they did, they did wrong. But like after that, let it go. There's no point in arguing with them. Literally, there's no point when there's so many men out there who would be more than willing to step up for you. You know what I mean? Because it's like, when people don't show up for the interviews, I just replace them with a better person. And like each time it's worked out and I don't even feel bad about rejection anymore because I look at it. I think Amanda Francis, she's a money coach. She literally says like rejection is God's protection. And this is so true because I feel like each time I've suffered a disappointment, it's to clear out that stuff. And I feel like there's been a lot of clearing out of people for me and like I don't really care anymore and I actually am grateful for it because it means like better people are coming right because I don't think you can straddle the fence right you can't you can't sit with the fucking fence up your butt right like you have to choose a side and there's a very clear difference between people who have worked on themselves versus people who are in the victim mentality and that goes along with being rich and famous right because if you hate rich and famous people, you're never going to be able to be rich and famous. And it's like, if you're a bad person, you're going to use money for evil, right? Like if you're George Soros, you're just going to be fucking evil. If you're Oprah, you're probably going to build more schools in South Africa, right? Like being rich just makes you be able to be a better person, right? Like people hate on ability without thinking about like, okay, here's the thing. A family member tells me to like, find men who are like not assholes but i really don't i i disagree with this because you have to be an asshole to be successful and let me explain this i'm an asshole i'm a total bitch because i care does that make sense like when i see mediocre behavior i hate it and i call it out right like and i hate it in myself i'm constantly pushing myself to be better because that's my competition my competition is my self yesterday right so you think about hey how can i be better and when i see mediocrity when there could be okay so my instagram is like ending so i'm just gonna end now so i think i've been streaming for a long time so i'll just in the instagram uh share to story okay but does that make sense guys because it's like you have you guys watched house House MD, like, he's a fucking asshole, but he actually really cares. But, like, you see people who, like, don't give a shit about anything, um, it's okay for them to live that way, but you know that they're never going to accomplish something very major, right? Because it's always something that triggers them into being great. Like, Genghis Khan. I have Genghis Khan blood because I had a blue birthmark on my butt, which is called the Mongolian fleck, which traces back to Mongolia and the only common ancestor of that. Actually, one in 200 men is related to Genghis Khan, um, mostly Asians, I guess. But he did a lot of raping and pillaging across the Eurasian continent. Um, but what I was saying, oh, uh, how did he become a fucking crazy conqueror that conquered the largest 
human empire in history and kill 40 million people, that takes some organization skills. Holy shit. Like, even killing one person is hard enough. 40,000? Holy shit. So, so, and it was because, like, his wife was kidnapped. And that really set him off to become, like, a crazy killer. Because normal people don't be, right? And it's like, I'm aware that I have my own triggers. I'm aware, like, what made me who I am. And, like, I really cannot take it when people underestimate me for no other reason. Like, literally, they meet me and they underestimate me. So I'm just going to, like, burn their village and just, like, prove them wrong. That's my thing, right? And obviously, there's good parts to it and there's side effects to that. But anyways, I don't understand how people hate the richest. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have to pick a side. Like, why do you want to be poor? Like, just because the only, okay, if you're in America, I mean, I know there's other countries where there's real poverty, right? Like, if you're in America, you're not really, like, dying. Does that make sense? Like, you have social programs in place. Like, there's homeless shelters. Like, there's people who could take you in. If you really wanted to get a job as a dishwasher, at least you'll get, like, some sort of shelter if you work with the owners. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, dying in the elements, right? But it's, like, exactly, right? Like, you have to clarify, like, are you hating just their ability to be rich so you're jealous of their ability? Or, like, you wish you could be better at managing finances? Well, why don't you just learn it? Because, like, Last couple weeks ago, when I was interviewing this multimillionaire, she was very interesting because we did the interview in the Maserati. You guys can see it in the in the YouTube archives. But she literally said, like, everything is like an education problem. She feels like everything can be solved. So when you have, like, a brain like that, you don't even have issues. You just, like, solve it. Like, boom, boom, boom. And it's like, why are rich people so rich? It's because they solve problems for a whole bunch of people that's either a pain in the ass for them and like money is a sign of like d- like trust and also a sign of like responsibility because it takes a lot of responsibility to manage money even maybe you think it's a bunch of numbers but it's like it takes skill to do that okay so i want you guys to think about that next time you're like oh rich people are even do you guys know how fucking hard uh, people who make it had to work in the beginning? Like, freaking Bill Gates was sleeping under his cubicle. Like, can you do that? And it's it's amazing to me how, like, mediocre people don't see how, like, much effort people... And I guess people think it's it's better to just not care and be cool. And I guess I get it. You know, it's a nonchalant air. Whatever happens, happens. But I guess I just, like, I care. A lot. But anyways. Okay, what uh, what is mediocre behavior? Okay, that's a good question. I feel like you can't be great at everything, right? So you have to make a choice. So one of the biggest choices you actually make, unless you're forced by your parents, and even if you're forced by your parents, you still have a choice on whether or not to act on it. It's like you just don't care about anything. Like you show up late to stuff or not late. You like don't show up at all. And like you don't care about other people's feelings. And I think I, I'm kind of like that, but it's like you don't empathize with them when you're clearly in the wrong. Does that make sense? Because if people, ha- if you wouldn't trade places with somebody, you shouldn't care about their opinions anyways. But it's like um, if you clearly done something wrong and like this person has done nothing wrong to you and you don't give a shit and like 
you do your job in the worst way possible and you don't care and you leave a bunch of mess for other people to clean up and you just don't give a fuck and like you purposefully involve other people and you're not giving because i feel like if you're just solo and just don't give a fuck it doesn't matter but if it affects other people's lives when their stuff is on the line i feel like that's mediocre and just not giving it your your best because why wouldn't you give your best I just don't, I guess some things I just, I just don't understand. My save the planet, kill the rich. Oh my God. Um, you might need some new friends planning future mansion. Yeah, exactly. People who bash it with him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like people think that just because they're mediocre or not good at what they do, that they're a noble person. And somehow like rich people are evil. Like rich people have so much fucking shit to deal with. And I feel like I reached a level of success that I didn't have in the last two months and I feel like I have pressure on me because I care because I do want to entertain people and like every time I go on an open mic I either get free drinks um and that's I guess from a girl but like people tell me good set right because people can just say I'm funny but it's like good set means to me like I took time in writing it I had something that was unique and original and it's like I I'm gonna try out this joke I'm gonna just say how do you know if you're a funny comic if you're a guy if girls come up and want to sleep with you, or if you're if you're a girl, you kind of have to get your Netflix special because any guy will sleep sleep with you anyways. So you can't really figure it out if it's a real clap or a pity clap. But anyways, yeah, don't bash. Okay, let's talk about 2020. Okay, so you guys have a year, right? 365 days. God willing, I make it through this year. But you you because after my mom passed, I realized like seriously, like we have such a limited time on Earth. Like, you don't have forever. Like, probably you'll live to a really long time, but you don't know, right? Like, who who knows? I'm not trying to, like, be a fucking Debbie Downer, but that's the truth, right? You don't know if you're going to make it to tomorrow. So it's like, at your deathbed, at your eulogy, like, what do you want to be remembered for? Like, for me, the reason why I do this podcast is to, like, just to have a record of like showing people, yeah, artificial intelligence can be funny. Engineers can be hilarious. Dentists can be fun too. Because it's like, you you can pass on certain things like houses and stuff, but it's like memories and like the way that you think and the way that you are in like records and stuff, that's actually even more priceless to me because it's like the way of operating in the world. Does that make sense? That's how, that's how I think about it. But it's like, so I want you guys to write down, okay, back to workshop time. I know I just rambled like forever, but it's like back to workshop time, right? Okay, 2020. What is the one goal that you want to accomplish that you would be happy if you just did this one goal? Because a lot of people like overwhelm, like, oh my God, I want to lose weight, drink more water, you know, be 40 pounds lighter. I want to make like 500,000 a year. I want to, you know, find my next wife or next husband. It's just too fucking much. Just tone it down to one goal. Is that William? Hey, William, what's up? So it's like, what is like this one goal that I can accomplish that I would be happy? For me, it's like, if I get paid for speaking for like $25,000 an hour, that would be amazing, right? And it's, it's just one, right? And you can make it as crazy or as attainable as possible. Maybe you just want to drink water every day, more water every day, because that will actually change your um, physical and mental capacity. Okay. Getting my license in a car, maybe 30 pounds. Yeah, exactly. So like now, you know, right. So it's like, I'd almost wish to get like a complete no, 
than a maybe from people because at least with a no I can move on to the next one or like figure out why they said no but with a maybe it's just like it's just this like ooh, like you know, there's a weird space where it's like I don't know what it is so um I want you to think about next like what is a daily goal that you're doing not once a month not once a year like every day what are you doing because for me like my blog post is every day it's non-negotiable I post it on Christmas Eve I post it on Christmas I'm gonna post on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day because why the fuck would that be a day to just not do it you know what I mean because it's like a daily thing it's like a daily practice it's like exercising every day it's like eating every day it's like it's a difference between desire and compulsion because I feel like I do have a compulsion to create because if I don't express myself or write something I feel disgusting I feel weird like I don't know what it is I guess God made me this way right so it's just like but and coincidentally writing is gonna be the thing that makes me money right so think about it like yourself like maybe you design like one web page a day you know because like, if you just do that like you're gonna start like a pretty good business and I almost uh, say like you know pitch to 10 different people a day like if you can I want better sleep yeah so it's like think about something you can control though because I feel like sleep is a little bit harder to do just because it's kind of yeah so it's like what would make you sleep better probably exercise probably better diet probably like a better schedule in general so it's like thinking about what is something you can control and I almost want to just focus on health and money and relationships because it's just easier to do right so like maybe your health goal is losing 30 pounds right so like maybe every day you walk for like 30 minutes because honestly if you just walk for 30 minutes a day you're gonna see some weight loss for sure and it's a lifestyle change and it's like maybe you just eat uh a, maybe you drink a green smoothie every day right that in itself because they say abs are made in the kitchen right so if you just drink a green smoothie every day without freaking killing yourself or starving yourself, you're going to see a change, right? So I feel like just focus on one thing, like one thing. There's a book by something Keller. It's called just focus on one thing, literally just focus on one thing and then everything else around will revolve around it. And for, for business, pretty much I only exclusively talk about like just making sales, right? Talking to more people, increasing your prices, making more offers, like just more and more all the time. Because my mentor, uh, Bushra Azar, she says like, you first need to have the impact, <clears throat> right? But it's like after the impact, you just keep making offers, right? You keep making offers, people pay you, you make offers. Um, so think about like, what is something that you have to do every single day okay you never can miss a day it's more important that you do i i don't even care if you just exercise for five minutes a day that's more powerful than doing like an hour a week i guarantee you it's a consistency seeing so on twitter and i this is interesting because i feel like i need to do a routine on different social media types because i feel like TikTok has actually made me much happier because it's like it's a freaking stand-up comedian's wet dream basically because it's hilarious it's perfect it's short videos you also also create and i'm trying to figure out like what the ai likes and i feel like personality wise i really like tiktok because i want to laugh i don't want to be in a bunch of fucking drama like even though i'm like defending myself like i want to create so that i attract different people who are vibing with me does that make sense? I feel like TikTok has a lot less drama. Twitter is obviously just like freaking anger 
anger fest all the time. And Trump is genius for even being on Twitter because he's like single-handedly seeing the platform. But people love to hate, right? So he's like capitalizing off that hate. And the Kardashians know how superficial people are. So even though people hate to admit it, they're just capitalizing the shit out of the, you know, people's desire for beautiful women. And they're beautiful women. So you're going to give the world what they want. And they're geniuses. I don't care what you guys think. They pretend to be dumb, but they're freaking business geniuses. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah. And then like maybe relationships, right? Like maybe you meet, you go to one meetup per day. Cause I guarantee if you just do that, you'll very quickly figure out where you belong and where you don't and, um, your purpose for going to each place. Right. Cause I've been to, um, higher end clubs where it's just like, I can see where I can fit in with my skill, even though I look very different from them. Like I'm very young, I'm a minority, I'm a female, but it's like, I have the gift of humor and writing that I can contribute to them. Right. So it's like very quickly, if you just go to one meetup a day and I don't think that's, it's that hard. It's just one hour of the day. Um, unless you have kids and a lot of obligations, maybe just do like three times a week or just even one a week. That's like 52 meetups a year and that's nothing to sneeze at. So I want you guys to think about like relationships wise. How can I do that? Twitter following your lip is right. Yeah. So like, just let's just do a purge because it's like, you don't need people who don't give a shit about you. Like as I've been doing open mics, I've been banned from certain mics. I have decided not to go in certain places, but ultimately it's just like, now I know where I fit in and where I don't. And I'm going to go to uh, the consumer electronics uh, exhibition in Las Vegas in two weeks. And guess what? Ivanka is going to be there. Uh, Samsung CEO is going to be there. BMW world bank people are going to be there. So it's just like, I don't really care who walks out on me or like who doesn't like me in my immediate com comedians or cause it's irrelevant, right? You're always going to have haters. You, you're going to dwell on it forever. Now you're going to use it as fertilizer to make sure that you become amazing and better. And at this point, I feel like I'm just going to open mics out of spite. Seriously. Uh, Hey Maria, what's up? Hey Ramon. Um, but yeah, I just feel like if we can go for better, why do we settle for mediocrity? If you just like forget everything that I, I say here, because I feel like it, it just pains me to see how people think that just because you're a comic or an artist, you're supposed to be starving to death. Like what the fuck? Like that's just a myth. Like if you're a really smart artist, you would figure out, okay, I need to go to this show. Uh, I need to go to LA. How much money do I need for gas? How much money do I need to like, get drinks and food and stuff to sustain myself and you just figure all that stuff out and you'd be able to reach your goals right because i feel like there's no honor in being a starving artist that's just saying that you're dumb and uh, you don't know how to manage your finances which is just basically like losing weight just like put in more than you take out and you will grow your finances. I know and money is very emotional for people and it is hard to master. Even the richest people have issues around money. Um, but why not learn how to change your problem into a solution? You know, it's just like, okay, maybe I don't have 200,000 now, but how can I build a business such that I can reach that goal, right? So, okay, how many offers do I need to make it? Oh, maybe I need to call 10 uh, speaking associations a day, right? And maybe I get rejected from nine, 
or eight, who cares? As I mean, I want to go to Google. I want to go to Kajabi. I want to go to Amazon. I want to go talk at EY, all these different places. And it's like, I just need one person from each of these places, right? Like, and so when people say like, oh my God, that's not the way it's done. Well, fuck the way it's done because the way it's done is not working. So like you want to have like a new way. So you want to really focus on not like the process of it, but it's just like, what's the fastest way to get to the goal as much as possible. And so I really like recommend you guys just to get a planner like this. I've had this planner for like two months, but it's like basically like breaking down everything like to the hour, okay? This is Japanese efficiency, guys. Like everything to the freaking half hour. So I don't miss appointments. I don't miss stuff because everything is recorded. And if you notice, rich people, they're very fucking efficient. When I interview them, they're always on point. They're great at interviews. They're always set. It's a broke people who are irresponsible, who don't give a shit about anything. They don't even show up. They're late. They don't fucking apologize. Their sets are fucking horrible. Their lives are mediocre. And it's not a mystery to anyone, okay? And to me, it's just like, uh, I just don't even care at this point. It's like, you guys want to be like this? Be like this, but I'm not going to involve myself in your mediocrity because I work fucking hard in what I do. And I don't think it's uncool. I think I am going to be on Netflix. I am going to be on Comedy Central. I am going to be Hulu. Pretty soon you won't be able to turn a corner without seeing me. All right. It's a Genghis DNA, guys. Thanks, Maria. I appreciate it. Uh, great organization skills are essential to success. Yeah, I freaking did a genocide joke yesterday but it's like you have to be organized to kill a bunch of people and same thing you have to be organized to like get shit done so it's not it's not in the beginning it's like the ability to do so right later on as you get better it's like you use your power for good or you use your power for evil and i guess it's simultaneous right but it's like if you don't even have the ability to make money don't hate on people who do right because if you're a skater and there's tony hawk you're not going to hate Tony Hawk for his skills, right? So why hate rich people for just being better that you, than you? And it's like, I feel like jealousy should be reworded to inspiration because thank God for that person who made you feel jealous because you felt like you were on some sort of equal level. Because I'm not jealous of Warren Buffett because it's like, he's like freaking old and he had all this time before me and he was born in America. So... Of course you should be higher, right? But it's like, when people see me because I'm an immigrant, I didn't know how to speak English like 18 years ago. And I was able to do more in 60 days than they have in three years in comedy. Yeah, that triggers the shit out of people. And of course people are not going to be nice to me. Why would you be nice to somebody who did everything that you wanted to do but wasn't able to do because of whatever limitations, right? So I just want you guys to know, like, it doesn't matter who hates you only go for people where you're celebrated and it's like go to places to prove to something prove something if you need to to save your reputation and stuff but eventually I know like I'm going to be going to you know speaking associations going to be paid like twenty thousand dollars an hour like I just know just it's just done deal it's just a matter of time right so you want to pre-plan everything because you don't want life just happen to you there are certain things that just happen to you right no doubt there are diseases, there's like, you know, family people falling sick and like you getting a disease that's unavoidable, right? But there's a lot of things you can control, like your work ethic, your attitude, the people that you meet, uh, the places that you expose yourself to, um, just so many things. But all right, shit, I'm 
getting thirsty. Um, just as a recap, let me take a sip. Does anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions? Oh, five people are here. What's up, five people? I can't see who you are. Um, okay, so let's just do a recap. We talked about being rich. We talked about being famous. We talked about how to do in 2020, 2020, three things, guys, okay? So first, you got to know how much money you want to make. It's the most important thing. If you don't know how much money you want to make, it's not going to work out. So it can really make 100K a year with beginner coding skills. Yes. I feel like you can charge 10K per website and get 10 clients and you'd be done. Simple, right? You can also take on smaller projects. Um, you can also be a speaker. Actually, speaking is probably the most lucrative ways to make money. But yeah, there's people who pay 10000 to make a website. That's actually probably standard in a lot of industries, right? It's just simple math. And if you make like even 5000 get 20 clients, that's what, like two people, two clients a month, and you can also teach classes, so it's doable. Like, obviously, don't beat yourself up if you don't reach 100K. Even if you reach like 60, holy shit, that's amazing, right? That's a whole lifestyle change right there. Charge locally through online. I don't know your specific situation, but um, I use Craigslist to get my business started, and I use LinkedIn. I use free resources, and you also have your own network, too, so you want to think about that. We can chat a little bit later, but... Um, yeah, and then how much you're making now and how to close a gap, and that's what I talk to you with my clients, how to close the gap specifically for your situation, your prices, and your clients. And then we talk about fame, okay? Like, first, why why do you want to be famous at all? Like, and then who do you want to get connected with to be famous, to spread your message, and how can it be a win-win situation? Okay. Um, and then 2020... Think about the one big goal. For me, it's just I just want to make Funny Millionaires amazing because it's an amazing concept. I'm going to take it far because I know how I am. And what is like a daily action doing every single day, no matter what. For me, it's my blog post. For you, might be, you know, pitching three people a day. Maybe it's encoding one website, one, one web page a day or something. Like just one thing that you have to do every single day, no matter what. I don't care if you're dying. Uh, you better be dying if you're not doing it, okay? Uh, so, so end the tiger mom, uh, hour, uh, but this has been really fun. I ranted on a lot of stuff that I think were important. I think today's the last day where people are really sober. Uh, so it's a good time to talk about goal setting. Um, but if you guys want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, uh, please private message me because I'm opening up some spots, uh, to be coaching you as a tiger mom, because a lot of times, uh, you buy your program and then you look at it and you never do it again. And then you're like, what the fuck? I just wasted all this money and I'm still not like whatever result, right? Maybe weight loss or making money or better. Like I'm here to freaking kick your ass. Okay. I'm kick your ass. Cause I'm a tiger mom in my, I don't have kids, but like I am like to myself. So I'm going to kick your ass also. Um, 
I want to limit it to like a really elite group of people who know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but need a little bit guidance in terms of like the structure, right? Like how much should I price my programs? How should I sell it? How do I, um, you know, package my stuff in the way that sells out, right? Because I've helped people who were CPAs who wanted to start small business. I help people who taught Chinese. Uh, it can be any language. You can teach English. Um, how to go from like $20 an hour to like thousands. Um, how to write a book, how to do TEDx talk. I'm uh, if you work with me, I'm going to tailor it to your situation. Obviously, I've done a shit ton of stuff throughout my lifetime that I would love to be able to share with you, um, but you want to figure out, okay, um, what is the thing that I need help with? So just um, direct message me, PM me in my inbox. Tell me what you feel like you need the most help with, and then we'll jump on like a 30-minute call to see like if we're a right fit, and then we'll figure out um, the 90-day coaching. Because I noticed like three months is a significant amount of time for people to um, make huge amounts of progress uh, because a lot of people buy programs and they don't, don't work. It's really the relationship, right? When you're in a kick-ass group of people, you can't help but be kick-ass too. And if you're in a shitty mediocre group of people you're gonna like so that's why I'm a huge advocate for these um, mastermind programs I'm a huge advocate for always going to places that are gonna lift me up they're gonna challenge me because what's the point of having your ego intact but still like struggling year after year like month after month you're in the same spot as you were before that doesn't make sense to me at all so um, if you have any questions basically drop a comment inbox me if you can't figure it out I don't, <laughs> most of you guys can figure it out, but uh, any questions, I'm going to leave like two minutes for questions. Savages drink water like this. It's very feminine of me, right? Some parts of me are feminine, but other parts I just don't care. All right, I don't see any questions. Thanks for the info, no problem. Um, let me know if you have any questions. Have a happy new year. If I don't see you, I probably will see you, but just want to, like, use this chunk of time when everyone is more free to do this planning session because if you don't, life will hit you in the face, and you better be prepared, all right? All right, so thanks for watching. I uh, will see you.